0: Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about tech news, science news, anything tech and science we feel like talking about. Uh, I am historian Matt. Uh, I don't really have a particular topic under tech and science that I usually talk about, but today I do. Today I'm talking a lot about the kind of intersection of art and science and tech and law. And so, for my uh, my two stories today, I have uh, my first one is art created by entirely by AI cannot be copyrighted according to a particular judge. We'll go over that one. It's kind of a story we've been following for a while. Uh, and the next one is a lawsuit. Uh, Board Ape NFTs are bad investments, <laughs> uh, which is kind of duh, <laughs> but we'll go over what that is. It's actually even worse than you think, probably. So, uh, <laughs> you, you don't going? have a hat am, or anything.
1: <laughs> I I don't. Oh yeah. I was supposed to put on my beanie. Oh, well, uh, I am HK parent. I'm a software engineer and I cover software engineering news. And this week I have a, a cool update on a library, a UI library for react called next UI. They've released their version 2.1.0.
2: So I'm going to talk about that. I'm, uh, Producer Dave. I'm the producer of this and all the shows on Echoplex media today. I'm talking about uh New York times, uh, blocking the open AI web crawler. And, uh, most of the photos on Twitter before December, 2014, uh, disappearing, uh, take it away, Matt.
0: All right. So my first topic is AI, art, AI or blah, 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 art created by AI cannot be copyrighted the story we've been following for a while. We used to talk about AI art a lot. It's kind of you know, dropped out of the news a bit, but uh new information sort of kind of already known this. But it's a it's a new ruling. So a federal judge rules that AI art cannot be copyrighted. It's Judge Beryl Howell, I think is uh how to pronounce his name, issued the order on Friday. And part of this order, this uh uh judgment is uh centered around you know human auth- authorship is essential part of copyright claims so copyright is necessary to incentivize humans to create and invent thus in uh, non humans non human actors as they say do not need this incentive so if you're wondering why it says non human and not ai that's because this is you know related to some older cases including the case of it was a a monkey i don't remember <laughs> the exact type but who took a picture with a a camera and there's a whole thing to do about that many years ago, uh, about whether or not you can, uh, the owner of the camera could claim copyright on that, or the monkey could claim copyright or something. Uh, you've probably seen that. That image has been bouncing around for years, but uh, hasn't been around recently. But yeah, so it's basically, they're saying like, you have to have a human to have copyright claim and copyright is necessary to incentivize humans to create and invent i'm not sure that is true but um, relatedly the uh copyright office uh has a little longer c- quote so the um so it says users do not exercise ultimate creative control over how such systems interpret prompts and generate material this is about ai generated art uh, instead these prompts function more like instructions to a commissioned artist They identify what the prompter wishes to have depicted, but the machine determines how those instructions are interpreted and implemented. So it's basically, they're trying to say that these generative art programs are just like telling an artist to do something. So like, as if, you know, somebody commissioning art, but because you know, the, the computer does all of the creative work, according to them, you can't copyright it because you have to have a human to do that. So what do you guys think? We're circling back on this, not a whole lot new, but
1: (laughs) yeah, I think this is the exact right decision. Actually, no, I don't think this goes far enough. I think that we should draw kind of a line of like how much the artwork has to be human created. And I think that line should be like 50%. If a human didn't create at least like 50% of a piece of Mm. art, Like if if a machine created 50% of it or more, I think it shouldn't be copyrightable.
0: I mean, what, I mean, that sounds fine to me, except, uh, what does making 50% of an art? Yeah. How do you quantify that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would have to be interpreted by the courts, but like like, I can see something along the lines of like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I could see something along the lines of like, if you draw a sketch right if you sketch yeah. something and you have ai do the line work for it and then you do the the coloring the rendering and all that uh then i'd say you know you did most of the work you did probably around like 70 percent of the work whereas if you had an ai generate a sketch and then you did the line work for it and then you had the ai do the rendering the coloring and rendering and all that uh, then the AI did most of the work. All you did was the line work. So you shouldn't be able to copyright that. Do you, what know, what about, I mean, you like, know what I'm trying to get at?
0: What about something like control net, uh, which I haven't played around with much, but, uh, um, you know, I've seen some, some stuff on it, but basically like you could almost make like a stick figure drawing and the, yeah. uh, uh, the AI will actually fill that in with an actual person, uh, based on your prompt. Like, is that 50%? Is that like 10%? No, what is that, that would
1: be, that would be akin to like you doing a sketch and the, the AI doing the rest.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? So like, I I don't think it should just be art that is fully generated by the AI. I think it should be art that is mostly generated by the AI. You shouldn't yeah. be able to copyright. Think about it this way. Like you're going to get people, uh, you're going to get these like big companies wanting to use these AI machines to create things like advertisements where uh, a human should be creating those things but the the you know McDonald's is going to be like I'm not saying McDonald's is going to do this just an example they're going to like generate some AI poster work that they're going to slap their logo on and be like huh, use that as our, our ad for everywhere yeah I you, think well, if yeah, that not were saying to McDonald's happen, would
2: do that McDonald's famous for valuing people's labor <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs>
1: um, so you know, if if McDonald's were to do that, I think that piece that ad—I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Uh, they should be allowed I, yeah, I should to just do be that able to and use, use, it, use it as an ad. But yeah, that piece McEchoplex. should be uncopyrightable. <laughs> I should be able to do whatever I want with that piece because McDonald's wouldn't own the copyright in that case. You know
2: what I'm saying? Yeah, and i mean the as far as the the who did how much work i mean the problem i see here is that <laughs> whoever whoever has whoever has enough money is going to be the one who clearly did the amount of work they needed to do cuz yeah yeah <laughs> but, also uh, i think but maybe we could use an ai we could use an ai judge to decide it wouldn't be biased in <laughs> any sort of <laughs> way <laughs> this
0: is- i think a Dave just came up with our new shirt, uh, Mick Echoplex. We serve truth burgers. <laughs>
2: Mick Oh man, we'd have to first get a, we'd have to first. I swear to you, there's something on my news, news of the week show that says truth burger, <laughs> like something on that docket. Um, yeah, this is all good. This is all just going to be a huge fucking mess. It, that's all that's going to happen. It's just yep. going to be court case after court case after court case. And um, my part of the docket is not, um, without court cases around this
0: um yeah matt what you got next all right so my next uh, topic is uh a lawsuit on board ape nfts are a bad investment which everybody probably should have realized but again it gets a lot worse so basically uh sotheby's auction house among others were named as defendants in a lawsuit filed by investors who regret regret buying board ape yacht club nfts uh, if you've seen an NFT, you've probably seen a Bored Ape, uh, Bored Ape Yacht Club. I, I don't know why that's the whole name, but it just looks like these, like, uh, I don't know, almost, uh, computer generated, uh, apes with slightly different, or, you know, like portraits of apes with slightly different things or about them and what they're wearing, what they look like and stuff like that. Anyways. Um, so the, the, uh. The investors who are suing Sotheby's among others say that Sotheby's gave an air of legitimacy to the nfts thus you know raising their value, making people pay more for them but uh one of the things they were uh talking about was you know there's a particular batch I don't remember there's that had a lot number of nfts board a uh, nfts that was in question with this uh, lawsuit that was uh Auctioned off and somebody bought it for twenty four point four million dollars. It's not just one F- NFT; is a whole group of them. But still, you know, very large number for you know pixels. Basically, <laughs> it's not even that. We we had a whole t- uh, talked about that before. But uh, as it turns out, that purchase was uh, the actual person or group that purchased that those that lot was ftx which (laughs) as we know now is a big fraud and has collapsed and the you know uh ceo how'd they lose all their money yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that could possibly be (laughs) um but uh among that is like sotheby's apparently claimed that the the person who purchased these nfts was a traditional collector not like another company that you know, had some uh, skin in the game, so to speak. Apparently the uh, creators of Board Ape Yacht Club and the NFTs was related, it wasn't clear in the article how to FTX. So FTX had an incentive to keep the price high as that would, you know, hurt some of their investments in other places. So yeah, it was just a big batch of terrible, the lawsuit is ongoing. It hasn't, uh, there's been no ruling on it yet. But uh what do you guys think? Uh, are you excited to invest in NFTs now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh I think that so first if you bought a bored ape NFT like there's no question you're a moron. <laughs> like obviously that was going to lose money. Obviously it was a terrible investment. But I see the their their point of like it was being misrepresented by this company maybe they didn't realize what they were buying or maybe they didn't realize that like that market was just being held up by like five people yeah but like i do think that uh sotheby's is in the wrong here oh yeah so i'm i'm very interested to see what happens but yeah just if if you bought an nft Like if you spent more than like maybe ten dollars for the novelty, uh, on an NFT, you're a moron.
2: So uh, two things: one, uh, my mark is an idiot, isn't actually a defense in a fraud case. (laughs) Yeah, you picture them for a reason, but then but then to this also like it kind of like puts it it shits all over the only good use of the of the NFT, which is to. It's a vehicle by which you can make sure that a creator you like gets paid for artwork that that you have of theirs. Although you could just send them money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even know that we need to really get like uh, uh, some crypto bro in the middle of that exchange. Hey, I think your (laughs) artwork is dope. I printed it out. Here's 20 bucks. The the random artist would be like, oh, shit. Thank you. That's
0: right.
1: (laughs) I think like that's that's what copyright is for though. Like if someone if you buy like an artist's print it's because they own the copyright. So if you buy like a uh, an like a a knockoff print, like a an un what's it called? unapproved, unauthorized print of their work, that's already illegal. Right. Yeah. Not,
2: and you you the buyer aren't going to get busted. It's going to be the seller. Yeah. Like the,
1: there's no reason to have NFTs,
2: but then how? At the, all. But the but the crypt, think of the crypto bros. <laughs> all the people <laughs> that Won't were making please fun of think me. Think of the crypto bros. Remember when they were calling people right clickers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because someone would point out that you can actually just right click this image and have it yourself, and they're like, "Well, if you're a right clicker." <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the save image as menu entry is
2: so, a I a powerful tool. There's two different things going on here. One is that, yeah, like if you just invested in this speculatively or whatever, and you lost your money, you either A, are stupid, or B, you speculated that it was going to bump before it crashed, and you were going to.
0: Well, so the, the what is the greater fool theory? Like you bought it in the assumption that there'd be a greater fool that would right. buy it for more from you?
2: right and that's that's <laughs> speculative and that's yep. you know you, you you get what you get in that case but the 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 one where the one where like a famous art auction house had something to do with it oh yeah they're gonna get fucked no. even if not in a court of law their reputation is in the trash it has yeah. to be because now people will be like no. is that really the piece of artwork you say it is i don't know you sold me this fucking monkey yeah <laughs> I still have it, <laughs> but much. so do tens of thousands of other people because it was yeah. just a ping file.
0: <laughs> What's sad is in the article, they mentioned like that at the peak, the uh, board Apes, I don't know if it was in this particular lot because there's a bunch of them in there or not, but they're saying that it peaked out at like the board Apes are selling for like, maybe on average, like $200,000 a piece. Now they're down to $50,000 a piece which is still way that's too tough. high. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's still way too high. They're worth yeah. nothing. They're worth zero a piece. <laughs> right? If you th- and if you think about the fact that you actually because it's a jpeg, you actually have to buy a computer or a phone to look at it, it is negative value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least like a regular piece of art, all you need is enough light to see it, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, true.
2: <laughs> I will pay to not own one. <laughs> Oh, the best. I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into this, mostly because I'm unfortunately today I'm up against it on time, but there were people that got their fucking. They were like, but my apes got stolen. Yep. And then the, the comments were like, and nothing of value was lost. Or somebody was like, which one did you have? I right clicked them all. Remember when you called me a right clicker?
0: <laughs> Great.
2: Yeah, oh, I don't man. know. This is dumb. It, I couldn't. When it happened I was like first of all there there's a few other things going on with the board Yacht club I recommend uh, there's a couple of video essays on um YouTube I believe I believe thought slime did one or maybe it was Sean yeah. did one about some of the other uh, symbology they're using that people might want to take a little, a little bit of a look at so there yeah. might and yeah, but it, it's you know it's exactly what you think because it's some crypto bro shit, and you know the demographics there are what they are so um I <clears throat> I just hope nobody like Fucking! I just hope nobody put their kids' retirement into like yeah. the the one with the fucking propeller hat or whatever.
0: There was one <laughs> with the propeller house, hat, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you're mentioning uh, YouTube videos. I strongly recommend anybody listening to look up the uh, Legal Eagle video. He does a deep dive on. It's not specifically you know the board ape ones, but just like all the bad legal stuff around nfts and you should not invest in them even if you think it's like a good investment or something or you know something <laughs> or you're creating them to sell yourself like you really shouldn't do that there's a lot of issues legal wise that maybe it'll get you know fixed over the time but it doesn't sound like anybody cares anymore <laughs> really i think
2: was that the it might have been the one that i saw where he was like and this is one of the cases this is one of these instances where no matter what what the uh, what the billing fee or whatever he's like i would never take such a case or something like that yeah. I think this is <laughs> probably yeah he, he never really editorializes like that he was like i would never yeah. i would never defend you in this kind of case <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's i don't know whatever fuck sotheby's a uh, fuck Fuck FTX. And again, I mean, FTX, this was probably their investment strategy. Their investment strategy might have been, like you said, Matt, the greater fool. And it turned yeah. out that there was, there was no greater they were fool. The,
0: they were the greatest fool. And they were the greatest fool. <laughs>
2: That's <is> <laughs> what happens when your parents are ethicists. It's like, have you ever met somebody whose parents are therapists? Yeah. That person is fucked up. up. <laughs> you ever meet somebody whose parents are ethicists, you better, you better bet they're about to rip you off.
0: <laughs> uh, what what yeah. was worrisome is... FTX was known for using depositors money to invest. Like that was the, the big scheme that they, the big thing that they were really, uh, you know, sued under, put, uh, it's called the a whole Ponzi like,
1: scheme, right? Huh? Isn't that what a Ponzi scheme is?
0: No, not exactly. But I mean they were just basically scheme, taking absolutely. money that they were supposedly holding for people who had their money in FTX. You know, they they weren't supposed to use this. They were just like taking that money and investing it in other places and trying to take the returns for themselves. The problem is all their investments failed and so the whole thing collapsed. <laughs> uh, and so now they got like all sorts of, you know, fraud lawsuits and stuff going on and well, I mean, criminal cases and
2: they did buy the they did buy the JPEG apes
0: yeah so they have the apes to sell (laughs) maybe so yeah so i don't know specifically if that's what they did with some of the money but it's possible that's what happened
2: just for good measure somebody should steal their apes
0: (laughs) if it hasn't been stolen already
2: i think they had to liquidate the apes i bet i bet (laughs) just which is uh which
1: is not as bad as if they had to liquefy the apes
0: right uh, we got HK. Yeah.
1: All right. So my story is about a UI framework for React called Next UI. Uh, I think that what what happened is like they modeled it after the Next.js uh, kind of design language. But I could be wrong. It could be the other way around. Uh, but this is a UI framework for React that uh, it's been around for a, f- uh, a couple years now, a few years. Uh, and they, they just released version 2.1.0, uh, which they're, they're moving at a very rapid pace because they just released version 2.0 uh, like three weeks ago. And they already have several brand new components in version 2.1.0. Uh, they have a select and a list box component. And I absolutely love the way they implemented those components. Uh, I'm actually planning to, to implement uh, some of these features myself, like the, the select boxes with chips as, as content of the box uh, in my own UI framework called Svelte Material UI. Uh, technically, I've already implemented it. It's just not open source. It's part of port 87 still. Uh, but I am going to open source that code, and, and then my UI framework will support some of the cool things that they're doing. Uh, but yeah, their their site, their design, their components are all just absolutely astoundingly beautiful. I love their design. It's a really good design. Uh, and it's like, I run a material UI framework, but sometimes you kind of get sick of material UI. Uh, the The biggest UI framework in React, which is their... Next UI's main competitor is called MUI. It's the the React material UI, which is not associated with Google. Google's the organization that came up with material UI. Uh but yeah, since the since uh Next UI is a competitor to uh React's uh material UI, uh, they're technically, I guess, my ally because being that mui is another material ui they're also my competitor (laughs) because i run svelte material ui and i wouldn't really say that next ui is my competitor because they're a react ui framework and i'm a svelte ui framework but since we share a competitor i hope they succeed and they destroy their competition (laughs) but uh yeah so uh if you're building a react app definitely check out next ui uh, I know the default is just to go with MUI if you're building a React app because it's the most mature, it's the most, uh, it's the, the most well-supported UI framework, but uh, NextUI is definitely an up-and-comer, and it looks absolutely incredible. It's so beautiful. I love their components. I love their design. Uh, I'm a big fan. So what do you guys think?
2: Like I was saying in our now deleted conversation, I swear to you, somebody was showing me that like not even a week ago and being and being like, if you ever redo your website, you should do it in this thing. And if it wasn't this thing, then it was something that looked just like it down to the thing with the shoe.
1: I mean, maybe it was. I was thinking that you were thinking of Next.js, uh, which is like a framework, uh, but this UI is built for Next.js. So you can run... Next UI in Next.js, deploy to Versal, build your whole thing in React and you can have a a, a full stack application uh, very easily using and, next UI as your UI framework.
2: Unless they were showing uh, me some CMS that uses this or looks just like this. I don't know. I forget. I'd have to I'd have to look look through my it was only maybe like a it was week, built a, in this. It was only like a week or a week or two a week or two ago and it but it was in my Discord DM. So that could be uh, that buried somewhere right
1: i mean i would not be surprised if a lot of projects started using this or i'm sure a lot of projects already do but if a lot of projects started using this because like i said it is just there's the components are so beautiful the design is so beautiful like it's like if you're if you're gonna build an app you might as well use the most beautiful thing and that's i think next ui when it comes to react ui frameworks
0: so oh, god Matt. what is what is this uh ui like for what are um the so websites uh, phones what
1: <laughs> um so it's uh, for Everything. building web apps so it's uh okay. it runs in the browser so you could use it on uh like something that's designed for mobile as in like a uh like a progressive web app but you wouldn't be you wouldn't be using it for like a native mobile app uh but yeah you could build a web app out of it you could you could build just like a a generic website uh like next UI's website is built with next UI and it is absolutely gorgeous. So yeah. Okay. I think every UI framework builds their own website out of their own UI. Yeah. Yes, I would actually, that's so. not true. I've seen like a couple that use oh, uh, WordPress. It's called Storybooks. Oh. I think it's called or Storybook, uh, which has its own UI. Uh, but all the big ones, at least, build their own site out of their
2: own UI. I would imagine that the people that build these things have a little bit of the not invented here syndrome going on. So yes, they're probably going to use their own tools for it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, that's neat. Um, I gotta, fi- I'll, I'll find out, I'll try to find out for you. And uh, you know, obviously off, off air, because I'm not going to go digging through my discord messages right now. I'll try to figure out what that person showed me. And if it was something different, if we can figure out if it's, because there's a CMS out there, like, like a Squarespace or like WordPress that's using this. That's killer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would just instantly make your site
2: super beautiful. Maybe you could do that next. HK. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you have not invented here syndrome. So you'd want to use your own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also don't use react. Uh, I mean, I have used react when I worked at LinkedIn, I was building a react product, but, uh, now for my own product, I use felt.
2: Well, cool. I guess it's my turn now. Um, We're going to get far less technical, but more uh, dramatic, funny, silly. Anyway, uh, turns out uh, New York Times is a little bit mad at OpenAI. The New York Times has now blocked OpenAI's web crawler. OpenAI is the company that does chat GPT. So if you check uh, the New York Times' robot, robots.txt page, you can see that it disallows a GPT bot, and it looks like this blocking probably started on or about August 17th. Earlier this month, the Times changed their TOS to prohibit all AI training models from using their content, and they're considering legal action against open AI regarding copyright. Yeah. So everybody's suing regarding AI. that's right
1: um i think it would be interesting if they succeeded and then they were like now if you do want to use our content pay us
2: right every every instance every every instance every computer that you're using to do this needs a subscription and you just subscribe to the times for that computer and we're fine (laughs) baby we're fine (laughs) no problem
1: maybe it could be a new revenue stream for like uh news organizations
2: yeah, and I mean I'm joking, but you know, you know, every 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 16 cores you're throwing at this, you got to buy a subscription to the Times for <laughs> it. You know, every every GPU needs its own dis- own, own subscription to the Times <laughs> because um, this yeah. is you're right. This is like this is the most the New York Times might be the most valuable like English language source for something like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i just fear that they would start. Uh- they're getting most of the revenue from these uh, oh, no. different AI companies. They start writing to them or something, uh, but you that, know, their style of their writing, it's like ends up like not really being human readable anymore, <laughs> but wouldn't that the well, point, I mean, the, the I, point
2: of
1: training on that data is that it's what I humans know, yeah. write like, right? So it, they wouldn't have any incentive to change their writing style. Yeah, I guess so. They might have incentive to be more verbose, which I don't know if you read New York Times, but they're already extremely verbose.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially that David Brooks guy. A lot of words and not (laughs) usually saying a whole hell of a lot. (laughs) He's like, I believe in a version of the status quo that is just slightly worse than the status quo. And you are stupid if you do not. And he writes (laughs) 2,500 words about that. Three thousand words about that. Anyway, I got one more, <laughs> and it's been a, been a week or two since uh, it's been about one one Mister Mister Elon Musk or L. Ron Musk or to those who really don't like him, apartheid Clyde. Um, <laughs> the X or Twitter website is uh, not showing most images before December twenty fourteenth anymore. The initial thing was that uh, that it was a cost cutting measure. And then people started pointing out that it also wasn't showing um, images from off of Twitter. And it wasn't showing, like, previews of YouTube uh, videos from before December 2014. So it's not a cost-cutting measure. The thing is just broken again. And not in this story, but today, uh, the uh, CEO of or uh, the owner of X said, well, you know, this whole thing might fail. We'll see. And um, (laughs) that's... Okay, fine, whatever.
0: Um, yeah, whatever. We spent forty-four billion dollars, but it might fail. Might have so to shut it
1: down. It sounds like someone broke the the deep cold tier of their data storage. So, like yeah. the way these apps work, uh, and it it works like this: if you have like any, like if you have Google Photos, Google Photos is a great example. You can actually test this. Uh, if you go into Google Photos. Pictures that you just took, that you just uploaded to Google Photos, will load right away. But if you scroll down to like almost the bottom of your Google Photos, and then you click a photo uh, to expand it, usually what will happen is the preview for it might load fairly quickly, but the full image will take forever to load. It could take up to like a minute, a minute and a half to load. And what's going on there is these huge apps that have this sort of uh, the sort of static content to to store, they put them into different tiers of storage. So you'll have something like a a cluster of machines that all have NVMe, uh, you know, solid state drives that are like ready to go, ready to serve all of the content on them. And that'll be called what's known as like your hot tier. Uh, and that, that can serve an image in like a fraction of a second, like a few milliseconds that, that system can serve an image to a user. Uh, and that's for things that were like just uploaded or things that are like extremely popular. Uh, and then you'll have another tier, uh, next to that one, which is like sometimes called like your normal tier, or it could be your cold tier. It depends on how many tiers you have, uh, where. Generally, you go from from those really fast, expensive solid state drives to something like a hard drive. You know you go to just you know your your standard enterprise hard drive, uh, maybe in like a, a raid array in some machine cluster that's uh, sitting there. Yeah, the machines uh, may be ready. older.
2: those machines may have been decommissioned from the extra uh, the spicy tier. We'll say to the, to the, to the, the mild tier, it might be the, actually the literal machines may have been changed and the machines aren't as fast, the storage isn't as fast and they're doing essentially the same job.
1: Yeah. Those are usually sitting there ready to serve data, but that data will take longer to serve than something like, uh, you know, something stored on solid state, ready to go. Uh, so those will generally answer requests within a couple hundred milliseconds. Uh, so they'll they'll be able to access any data on them fairly quickly and then uh, serve that to the user pretty, pretty fast. Uh, so that's like your your kind of second tier. And then you've got your your deep storage tier, your deep cold, your glacier tier. Different places call them different things. Uh, I think Azure, Microsoft Azure calls it their glacier tier, I think. Or I could be thinking of Amazon. That's I don't know. AWS calls it anyway. Glacier
2: Storage because they keep sending me emails. Okay, yeah, telling me that I should get Glacier Storage, and I'm like, I already have a very slow computer that I back things up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that
1: that tier uh, is generally, you know, the cheapest tier. They'll sometimes, I think, I'm not sure, but I think they use tape storage, like magnetic tape uh i know like whatever they do use it is not immediately accessible so like they probably use something like um maybe hot swappable discs uh that are you know swapped into place by machine uh or they could use something like a a disk that's kept uh shut down on a machine that's kept shut down and so like when you try and access that All the systems are automated to bring that system up, to spin up the drive, to seek to the right place in the tape. You know, all those systems are automated to do that, but they all take a long time. They take a real long time to do that, which is why generally, if you're getting something from deep storage, uh, it will take many, many, many seconds. So like at, at least 30 seconds, sometimes as long as a couple minutes before you finally get that thing. Uh, and then from there, it could be that the the system is automated to like move that thing to the hot tier, or it could be that, you know, it keeps it in cache for a little while and then forgets about it. But yeah, generally, if you're looking through something that is barely accessed at all, like your old photos on Google photos, they'll take forever to load because they're stored in this deep tier. So my guess is that Twitter is storing those photos from before 2014 uh, in that sort of deep storage, and
2: someone broke deep storage. Right. It it broke. Yeah. It either it's it's either you know because they Twitter does a lot more of their own infrastructure than other similar companies, so it could be their stuff broke or nobody was around to pay the bill. To someone else for the the tier, and like people don't care that that much because it's from before 2014 or any
1: number of things. It could could be like some some integration from some other system that uh, (laughs) maybe someone lost the API key for or something. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I doubt that it's a cost cutting measure because usually that kind of stuff in that deep storage, that uh, you know, like glacier tier storage is like extremely cheap to
2: host it's like practically free right right that's why yeah people the at first they were like it's cost cutting measure and then people like you came along and were like well this is the, if you want to cut costs you don't do it here yeah <laughs> they're like probably yeah, incompetent blob
1: storage for like very for like uh glacier tier blobs is like the cheapest thing to get you would not <laughs> like you'd you'd get rid of the tweets before you'd get rid
2: of the the blobs the uh what, one of the things, one of the things we say, like on our, our other shows, when we talk about uh, conspiracies, is it's really don't don't immediately jump to ne- nefarious when incompetent is a much is an answer that requires a lot fewer <laughs> assumptions.
1: <laughs> I should explain that word that I just used. Blob storage it stands for binary blob storage, and it's it's basically like key value store. So as opposed to like a database where you could query it for like, get me all the data that has like this condition and this condition and order it this way. Blob storage is just like, get me the value that has this key. So it's used for things like images that are referenced somewhere else. Like in my own email service, I use blob storage for attachments. So like the email has a a key for the attachment. And when you want the attachment, the app will go to the blob storage, give it that key, and it'll get the binary blob to give you back the attachment.
2: Would there be a way for me to write an email or do something about the movie The Blob and then make sure that it goes into a blob storage on your email server?
1: Yeah, you could do a PDF that has, <laughs> uh, that has all information about the blob, and that PDF, if you send it as attachment, will absolutely be in blob storage. So that will be a blob,
2: blob, a blob, 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 blob. blob. A blob, yep. blob. That's amazing, <laughs> That's amazing. This is the, this is the reason that uh this is the reason that people tune in is for the banter, <laughs> <laughs> for the blob blobs. <laughs> this is. Uh, do you think it's going to come back, or do you think the do you think that they're just gonna that that it's just gonna because it's maybe bringing it back would be work that would require that uh, someone. Who works there not only do the work but also be trusted to do the work by the the powers that be? Do you think it maybe won't come back?
1: My guess is it'll come back because that stuff is not stored on like the kind of storage that gets recycled a lot. So it's not like that stuff is gone; it's still there somewhere. They probably just didn't pay for it, or lost the key, or something, or misconfigured something so that like the machine that's serving the tweet can no longer serve, like, the blob. Uh, or the well, person... those would be different machines anyway. Different domains. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's the machine that that whose task it is to retrieve the blob, and then there's the machine uh, that actually stores the blob, and they talk to each other. They might not even be owned by the same company. Uh, so the if the machine whose job is to retrieve the blob from the blob storage... <laughs> If that machine loses the ability to talk to blob storage, this exact thing would happen. So that's my guess is like an API key expired and no one knows how to generate a new one.
0: Yeah, I think the guy who was probably in charge of that was either fired or quit. That yeah, and (laughs) just to be just to be
2: clear, there's stuff from 2014 images that you are able to get because up until about 2011 or 2012, you had to host your images on Twitter elsewhere. Anyway, Hmm. do you remember (laughs) using Twitpic?
1: (laughs) I think I started Twitter after that, but uh, I I was familiar that Twitter did not always actually host their own media.
2: Now, don't get me wrong. Like some of that has been gone for longer than this. Cause some of, you know, some of those companies existed just to host images for Twitter. And then once Twitter started hosting <laughs> their own images, those were gone, but that it, it's all complicated. And it seems like throughout its lifespan, basically, Twitter has always been like held together with like fucking shoestring and Elmer's glue. And it seems it seems it seems weird, and if, funny enough, as soon as it started working right, they sold it to somebody who decided that it shouldn't work right anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Well, I mean, that's that's my story. It's uh, getting awful hot in here. Um, haven't installed the AC yet because I haven't felt the need, though. Uh, today, the humidity is making me start to think that uh, maybe tomorrow is the day uh, HK, since you haven't been here as much lately, uh, you want to read the show out for us?
1: Yes. So this has been our weekly tech show, How the Tech Are You? Uh, if you liked our show, you can check out our other shows at ecoplexmedia.com, Uh And you can check out our live shows at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And if you really like our show, you can support us on patreon.com slash echoplex. And you can also buy swag and support us through our swag store, which is eplex.store. Have a great Tekken week. Oh, remember to like and subscribe too. Have a great Tekken week.